Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. Thanks for flushing it out with me. I'm so excited to get to connect and talk again and dive more into this whole emotional and physical clutter. And I love that you said when um, I was reading our our pre-work stuff about it doesn't matter which comes first. If you work on one, you work on the other. Spoiler alert. Yes. And the momentum is real. Yeah. No matter where you start. Well, why don't we jump in and you tell everyone who you are, and a little bit about your story. We can dive into you. Okay, sure. So I'm Carrie Thomas. I am the founder and owner of Conquer the Chaos, and I help overwhelmed people basically organize their work and home environments so they have productivity and peace of mind. I do specialize in small businesses and home offices, and especially for those people with ADHD. That is my background. Um, My former life, I was a special education teacher who specialized in learning disabilities and ADHD. And so I have that definite passion for helping people like the unorganized, you know, they, they give themselves that label and think I'm unorganized. I can't get organized. So that is my passion for helping them see what works and um, that they can, they can be organized. They can accomplish their work and enjoy their life. So that is me. Um, I've had my business since 2007. I started like most people equate just professional organizing. That is how I started a little of everything you know, homes, offices, garages, the whole shebang. And I quickly figured out that I was really, really good at information and paper. And as digital has become a bigger and bigger problem over the years, you know, I'm good at that as well. And so I specialized in that and only that for quite a while. And then when I did my TED Talk in 2017, it was about what you just mentioned about all the types of clutter, the mental and emotional and spiritual. And I was blown away. People from all over the world started contacting me and said, hey, I want to work with you. And I didn't have that business model. <laughs> so whoops. Pivot. You pivoted before it was cool. Yeah, before it was cool. <laughs> I did. And, you know, and I, was, I am so grateful for that because I did learn, you know, how to work virtually long before I had to. And so this past year, it's been a little less stressful because I was already coaching people in Paris and Japan and, you know, all those kind of cool places. So, um, yeah, so now my business has two sides the very practical, this is your business, these are your systems, mm-hmm. how do you get the most out of your day, what calendar do you want, what CRM, you know, all that. And then I have the other side where I guide mostly women through a program where we look at both the all the external stuff, their house, their office, their job, and the internal. And we develop a toolkit for dealing with all that crud. <laughs> yes, because it's like a, you know, there. I remember reading that tip. I think it was like from a naval general, admiral, whatever. It was like, make your bed every day, you know, which I don't. And I 
should. Um, but it talked about, you know, kind of getting your day in order. And I think about with the clutter, when you talk about the mental and physical clutter, it's like, it's oftentimes a manifestation of, you know, stuff and the whole idea of delayed clutter is delayed decisions, all of that. It's like, when I heard those things, I felt, I felt very seen, you know, cause it's like when you, I mean, nowadays, the good thing about social media is we come across a lot of quotes that are encouraging and inspiring. And one thing I've seen a lot is, you know, you're not lazy, you're just overwhelmed or, you know, especially creative types. Like I actually went and laid down before this because I was working on something that was overwhelming me and just sitting at my desk was not being productive. I actually went to YouTube and typed in grounding music for about 15 minutes before we count, just because I've had a very busy morning and I had a lot of excitement this morning, as you alluded to, and I typed in grounding music and I played it. So yes, I'm right there with you. Yeah. But, and that's why it's encouraging to have people like you that get it instead of it just being, you know, oh, you just need to get your systems in place and then it's done because there's so much more. And that's why I love fleshing it out. And I love fleshing out with you because it's like you could do a talk, like you said, about, okay, let's just talk about all the systems. But I loved, you and I went live early on in the pandemic. I was meeting with some of my old guests. We were doing Zooms. And I remember you talked about setting up your home workspaces and you said something about lighting. And right, for visual learners. Yeah, we were talking about how your learning style impacts your, yes, that is actually one of my favorite things to talk about. And so if you're a visual learner, or, so the three main types are visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. So people who learn best by seeing, reading, people who learn best by hearing, or people who learn best by doing, and you have to get in there and be active. And so that was one of the tips for visual learners. It's a very important, not just good lighting, but multiple types of lighting. And I think that that's the eye-opening aha moment every time I give that talk is people are like, that's why sometimes I want, you know, the desk lamp on and sometimes I don't. And sometimes I need to move by the window. And yes, if you're visual, that's key. Yep. We've that's added lamps like in our, cause I just, right after that was like one of those quick changes we made right away of like, I think I need more light in my workspace. Cause it just feels, you know, need to see more stuff. So that was, thank you for that. Those are just those things I love. I just love addressing, you know, I mean, that's my whole, my whole shtick, if you will, you know, it's like addressing all this internal stuff to, so that we can work on it. So I, I love that you have that background with education and whatnot. What do you think for you really clicked with working with business owners and helping? Cause I know you said like you had to work out your own stuff to mm-hmm. kind of get all this. So what was that journey like for you? That's really two different questions. <laughs> but I will you can I will, any part of that. <laughs> I will answer the first part of that. So yeah. I do love working with business owners. I think it's because I had never been in that world. I had never owned my own business. No one in my family had ever owned their own business. It, my whole family is very much you know, you get this degree and you go to work in that field. I mean, I have one sister who's a physical therapist, two that are nurses, and one other that's a speech language pathologist. So you can see the pattern there. And, you know, you go, you get that degree, and that's the exact job that you have. And so that was new to me. And so I had to learn to streamline things for myself. And, you know, I learned 
Well, I already knew, but I put into practice just the benefit of the more organized you are, the less time you waste. And so when I started my business, I, you know, I had two kids at home and they both did very high level sports, which, you know, is a crazy time commitment. And so I learned some hacks and some tips along the way. And um, yeah, I love working. There's, I think it was, oh, I forget who wrote about it. I think it was Dan Sullivan. I, I quote Dan Sullivan all the time, but he said that um, he had some study in one of his books that up to 80% of entrepreneurs have either diagnosed or undiagnosed ADD, ADHD. And that's what leads people into entrepreneurship is I wish people could see your face. <laughs> well, the part I didn't say is like, I, I mentioned social media and all the stuff we read. Mm-hmm. I came across something about ADHD and entrepreneurs and I'm like, that's me. Wait, that's me. You know, all the things they were saying, I was like, oh, and I don't know whether I have it or not, you know, because of course it's not like everything matches up, but I definitely think it's like, there's a certain, that's why I was saying before about when you, instead of beating yourself up for all this stuff, you know, oh, I can't do X, Y, Z. Like, cause I've learned I'm more of a sprinter. Like I work, like if I, I mean, I need to figure out, so maybe you can help me with this. It's like deadline. That is an ADHD trait though. Almost that hyper focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like all over, can't do it. And then when it's like go time, I'll get it done. And so, yeah, that's the kind of tips I was reading. I was like, wait, wait a second. So I'm like a year ago, that wasn't on my radar. Now, all of a sudden now I'm like, well, I think I have some of, you know, like I said, I'm not sure if I qual- qualify or not. Well, and just, our, our world is almost set up to bring out those traits in people, yeah. you know, just we're, we're bombarded with so much, everything, even being at home. I mean, it, you would think over the last year it would have changed, but everything still comes at you quickly. Now it just comes at you in a purely digital form, but it's just as fast yeah. and just as much. Cause everyone pivoted. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. there. I feel like in, in the entrepreneurial world, there wasn't time for rest. It was pivot. You know, you had to, you had to make it work. So yeah. Right. right. So that's why I love working with those people. And plus my own ADD, it's, it's always different. So I like that, you know, every, every, I've worked with people who own Taekwondo franchises. I've worked with, actually I've worked with a couple dentists. That's kind of funny that that's, I don't know why, but you know, dentists and people in, um, in like the water, I had a water executive that I worked with just all these different, um, industries and companies and restaurants. And just that part is very fun for me because it's always new and exciting. And so that's why I was drawn to that. But that was the first part of your question that you asked. That's very good. The second I know. part I avoided because that's the that's the deep part. That's the part you want to flush out. I you know. <laughs> but I'm also a big I'm also a big fan of boundaries though. So that's why, you know, it's kind of it's like playing catch. It's like throwing it and being like, do we or don't we? Um, because I am a big believer in boundaries. And I think that for what you do that you, it requires a lot of trust with your clients. You know what I mean? So that means you have to also protect yourself too, to, to be able to have those relationships. Um, I used to joke that I had seen half the W2s in Loudoun County, you know, doing paperwork and helping people Mm -hmm. prepare for taxes. And no, there's a huge level of trust with what I do. 
yeah, huge for sure. level of trust. And then just yeah. our vulnerability too of, you know, when you work with anyone that's some sort of, you know, with coaching therapy and with what you do, you know what I mean? Even you wouldn't have thought 15 years ago, oh, a professional organizer, but it really is. It's getting into the nitty gritty of why we do the things and whatnot. So a question then is for your clients. So for people Mm -hmm. listening that are like, okay, maybe I'm not just lazy. Maybe I'm not just unorganized. What have, what are things that have made the biggest transformations personally for people? Do you think? Well, I think what you just said, I think the permission I think understanding that um, your level of organization is going to ebb and flow throughout your life. I mean, it's very different for someone who has four little children and an empty nester. I mean, those two things look different right there. It's very different when you have a lot of work deadlines. You know, you have to give yourself grace and say, you know, no, I didn't have time to meal prep and I don't have five minutes to cook something. So we are going to order in three days in a row or, you know, whatever that is, or we are going to wash our clothes and just find clean things out of the basket this week. You know, I think people put too much pressure on themselves and it does, it does ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the other thing that goes along with that is that it doesn't have to be perfect. I mean, I I love Pinterest because of the inspiration and stuff, but your house doesn't have to look like Pinterest. What's funny is the, the, um, the community that I have that you're a part of, you know, there's the, it's such a wide range. There's people on there that consider themselves that lost cause. I will never organize anything. And then there are people on there that drool when I post pictures of perfection. And so it's really interesting to speak to both groups of people because some people that is their comfort level mm-hmm. is when things are neat and clean. And, you know, I'm doing air quotes, but perfect. Yeah. Some people that is stressful for them to try to live like that or try to achieve that, or at least maybe at this point in their lives. Yes. And so I, I think that's number one is understanding like organization is for you. The purpose, mm. like my, and this is why I changed what I was doing, honestly. And I think I might've told you this before, but there are a lot of organizers in Northern Virginia that make a ton of money making very nice homes look really neat and fancy. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I just, I, and I did that for a while and I lost interest. I don't care if your hangers match. That was bringing me no joy mm-hmm. at that point in my life. It, it really wasn't. And for those of people that have heard my TED Talk, you know, I'd gone through a lot with my son and he was hospitalized and mm-hmm. had depression. And, um, you know, my, my dad passed away and I had heart surgery and, and I had these clients. So I was still continuing to work through this time. And I had these clients who were truly lovely people, but they wanted to talk about, you know, does their sofa match their window treatments, which, you know, and in the garage, can we have all the bins be the same and, you know, match it? And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. People can see me, but I was like banging my head like I. And, and some, of those people, some of those people are still my friends. And like I said, they're lovely people. Yeah. And that was, you know, and, and like I said, people have different levels of what they want and need in their environment. And some people need that level of consistency and perfection in order to feel good. And there is no judgment in that, but I had to work with the people that I was drawn to. And that was the people that felt like, Oh my gosh, I'm buried. I'm overwhelmed. I can't get out from under this. That's why I shifted my, 
my business model. But you you have to, um, oh, what I started to say was that organization, the purpose of it is for you to feel good in your space, for you to be able to live your life the way you want to live, for you to be able to get your work done. Like, yes, if you can't function or, you know, now we're working from home and you don't have a workspace in your home mm-hmm. and you're not being productive and you're not, then yes, you, you do need to organize it and you need to declutter it and you need to set up a better space. Like I'm not giving everyone a free pass, but, yeah. but um, it also doesn't have to be perfect. You know what I heard in that is it's anxiety. And what I mean by that is when you were describing the way some people function best, because I have like, you know, my range, if I look at my range of friends, my circle of friends whose homes, you know, that I can be in, it's like, there's some that are exactly like you said, if their house isn't decluttered and not perfect in a perfection way, but just in a nicely decluttered way, it it causes anxiety. So it's, it Mm -hmm. brings them joy to have it peaceful. But what I heard in when you said like, I don't, I can't carry on with this is that if someone, if it's coming from a place for someone where it's anxious to maintain that level, like it needs to be perfect. And if it's not perfect, it's almost like, I don't, me personally, and that's why I don't know about you, but it's like, I don't want to feed into that spiral, that, you know, rat race, all of that, like just to help people just, it was like, I used to work um, when I did Mary Kate a lot with weddings and it was so hard for me because I would be doing their makeup. And I was like, I don't care about your freaking makeup. Have you guys done wedding marriage counseling? <laughs> like, where, Is this issue, you know, if they bring something up, I'm like, is this being addressed? I don't care what color eyeshadow you have. Like, you know, so I was like, I am not cut out for this industry because I, it's too stressful. So it's like with organizing, it goes back to everyone's different. Everyone does what they need, but I love, I just think it's so important to identify that the whole thing of like why we do what we do so that we're not just like in that Pinterest cycle where we think it needs to look good. And then right. Not even reality. So no, I mean, there are some definite, I'm, I'm not bashing my own industry by any means. I mean, there are some, there are some definite benefits to, you know, having less and living simply and having, you know, everything, having a place, you, you waste less time, you know, that type of thing. But I just, I, I want everyone to take a step back. And like you just said, why am I doing this? Yeah. It's the personal. Yeah. And it's the angle and also like the personal relationship, not only like with you, with someone like you, but even just with people, like what, how I, that's why I said, I love that you said organization is for you. Like, that's why, what's the point of us talking about this? Like it's because kind of reminding people that no matter what area of life you're in, it really comes down to what's working for you. So it's good. Yeah. Good reminder yeah. and not for others. I love the Instagrams that do reality Instagram versus reality. And it's a lot of the home decor people and, you know, the interior designers because they show their home when it was the picture day, but then they show what it's like normally. And it just is such like, oh, thank, thank goodness. Cause you feel like you're failing if your house isn't yeah. Perfect. Well, and then feeling like you're failing to go back to your other question, like that doesn't, that feeds into your mental and emotional clutter mm. and, and you get in this downward spiral so quickly. And that's what I love. And, and you said it when we first started talking is that you can start anywhere. So I love reversing the flow and, you know, and saying, okay, you just have to make one tiny change and then you start to feel better. And then the ironic thing is the more you, declutter, the more you want to organize. 
Yes. It's like, oh, this is fun and this feels good. And now I can, you know, have a space for these books or whatever it is. But um, yeah, people, that's the number one question. Like, where do I start yeah. as far as, you know, I have these like negative voices inside this emotional mental clutter and I have, you know, this house that I don't want to let anyone through the front door. Mm-hmm. And the great news is you really can start on either end. Because when people address the, the negativity or, you know, whatever is internal within them, then, you know, anyone who's done self-worth or self-work, that's uh, funny, I said self-worth. Work I on like, self-worth. I'm, it's the same. It's the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> um, knows that then you automatically start to feel like you have a little more energy. Mm-hmm. And a little more ability to, you know, to get those things done. But the same thing happens. You clean out a room. And I am a true believer. We could have a whole flushing it out on this. But just you move the energy around. And you clear the energy. And you make space for something new to come in. And you breathe easier. Um, you know, when I get really stressed. Like there were a few times back in the fall. I think of all the like election coverage. And, you know, I... I probably have turned on my TV four times in the last year, but even without TV, you can't avoid it. People are talking about it. I I remember there were a couple of times that I said, okay, I'm going to find 10 things and take it and donate. And both times I did that, it was just, it completely changed how I felt. It completely, so that's my, my go-to. I truly believe that you can change up, move your furniture around, you know, Tell me more about that energy thing, because I've been telling, you know, a lot of guests in season two, how like, you know, the first half of season one, like stuff like, huh, that's interesting energy, things like that. Hmm, Interesting. And then life happens. And I'm like, dang it. All that stuff was true. All of it's true. You know, we might come at it differently. The way people might explain it is differently, but this whole thing. So like, yes. Why is that? We cleaned out our garage at the beginning of quarantine when we thought it was two weeks, you know, and right. we were just so bored because we couldn't go hang out with people. And uh, yeah, we, I just remember it was like, we filled up a whole minivan with stuff and just felt so good. So why do you think, what is it? How do you change part, it? Part of it is what you just said. You just feel good because you've reclaimed your space, right? Like, wow, now I can park in here. Yes. Now I can, you know, get my bikes out, whatever it is. So part of it is, the actual like physical decluttering and physical change in your environment. And part of it is, I mean, I mean, we're, we're all energy, right? Like we're all made of molecules, everything. I mean, even my laptop that I'm touching right now, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all made of molecules and we have our energy. I think scientists say we go out like 36 inches, like our energy field for lack of a better term, you know, as far as like how far our vibrations go out, but our things, even though they're not living and they have, they still have their own tiny little vibrational field. And so, um, especially cleaning out corners, um, that's why spring cleaning is such a big thing. Like you open the window and you get fresh air in. And I actually had a guest, well, I've had a couple of guests on my um, Facebook group. One talked about using sound and just the vibrations and how that can clear the air. And one talked about essential oils. And I'm a big believer in um, all of those things for our environment. All, all work together. 
Yeah. And I just saw something, um, you know, watched some video, but it was out adding like plants, you know, to your space yes. for grounding. And yeah. I had one that was uh, my husband when he was in his office, cause he's been home teleworking since March 13th. Um, mm-hmm. He had plants all over his office, but we don't have them at home. Cause I not good about keeping up with it. And it was kind of part of his routine at his office. And so now we have some at home and I have one by my desk that was originally just for like a background prop, you know, and I thought, well, it's, maybe I need to leave it there because it might be helping, helping. Yeah, there's a whole lot of like feng shui things with plants too, but they clean the air. They, um, there have been some studies. I wish, you know, I, I probably send it to you later, but actual studies done as far as productivity with plants. And mm. I, I have it all saved in a document somewhere, but That's awesome. Um, they, yeah, and definitely, and I, I don't remember it off the top of my head, but there are definite places you're supposed to put them oh. based on feng shui principles. I believe yeah. um, like in your office, if you're standing at the door and looking at your workspace mm-hmm. at the back left corner, is your like money and prosperity corner. And so that corner should never be cluttered. That should always be free. And then <laughs> she's turning around. Like you can see, look, that's my back left corner. And there is a plant on a plant stand back there. And that's oh. it. So I learned that from someone years ago. I don't even remember who, huh. but yeah. So there's little things like that, but definitely I would say if people like plants, they can Google the best way to use them to increase yeah. productivity in their, yeah, in their space. Awesome. Well, if someone is like me and mm-hmm. they hear tips that you give and they're like, okay, life is overwhelming. And I know like a lot of entrepreneurs and leaders in their fields, you know, you have all this drive and energy but then you have all this overwhelm too. And I know that you said you have the, the group of people that you work with on it. So I don't want you to give away all your secrets, but to get the ball rolling to say, okay. Cause like for me, um, I'm not too worried. You know, it's one of those things I'm not too focused. Do I have ADD or don't I? It's more, it was more just like an aha moment for me of, oh, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not the problem. Like, it's not like I need to change. I just need to adapt things to work for me. And that's kind of where that whole sprinting idea came from. So instead of beating myself up, like I work better like this. So if someone's in that boat where they're kind of realizing, okay, maybe I'm not the, like I can do things differently. What are some ways they can get started going down that road? So you need to look at, I would say three areas. You need to look at your home organization, your office workspace slash business slash, you know, wherever you get yourself done organization, and then the internal part. And so home would be um, things like routines, coming up with routines for your family, coming up as much as possible with designated spots, you know, that old adage of everything needs a home, things like that. It's funny with the designated spots, that's something that I'm trying to do and I can't blame it on moving around so much, but part of it, like things were always changing when I was growing up because we moved so much as an army brat. And I think I forget that I live in the same house. We haven't moved. I can get rid of things so that things do have a place. But when you're moving all the time, I always joke, there's two types of military families, the ones that trash everything and the ones like mine, which is you save everything because you might not need it in this house, but you might need it in the next house. And so I keep forgetting, like, 
if I have, like, if my dishes don't fit in my kitchen, it's not like next year I'll have a bigger kitchen. So I need to just get rid of them. So I really, that whole, everything has a place. It's like, I really, I would be so much happier if it did. Mm -hmm. It's one of the most commonly heard organizing phrases for a reason. It really does take away stress. It makes things easier. And then the third thing for home that I would say, and I get this question a lot, especially with older couples. When I, when I've spoken to uh, senior groups, it often turns into almost a marriage counseling session during the Q and A because they're pointing. They're like, "Well, what do I do about him?" Yeah, exactly. So I would say the the third thing for home is to you know talk with the people you live with. Say you know what works for you. What do you like? you know, what is non-negotiable and some people need to come up with certain clutter-free zones. Like there's compromise, you know, and you can tell your family, okay, we're going to ignore, you know, all the 42 tennis shoes by the front door because I, I had to get over that. I mean, my boys and their friends, and there were always shoes. We had no mud room, nowhere to put them. So I just learned my my very wise son one day actually said mom this is our organization system I'm like okay you know but so I let that go but I told them that what was important to me was stuff not being thrown on the kitchen counter Mm. the kitchen counters for me were the no clutter zone I like them clean wiped down fresh flowers like the rest of the house could fall apart around me if my kitchen counters looked good I was fine and so it's just little things like that with your family maybe you know, you can learn to shut your kid's door or your husband can have his man cave that you don't ever criticize. There's, there, you know, sadly, some people aren't good at communication. And I've, I I know this because I've been in the homes with the people enough when this has happened. (laughs) Um, But coming up with that compromise is huge. So I would say you asked, where do I start? I would start by speaking up by not holding that resentment inside of you, whether it's children, roommate, husband, wife, um, whatever. So that's home. Then for office, I would say- Once again, Carrie, you just hit the nail on the head. It's not, you know, the organization is the vehicle, but the real stuff is the communication. Yeah. The nail on the head. So So then for office. Then for office or your workspace. Um, I actually have a blueprint that I can send anyone who's interested, but you just need to look at, without going into all the details, you need to look at the flow, the information flow. So things that come in, whether it's paper, email, so whether it's paper or digital, what do I do with it when it comes in? Where do I store it? Do I have files, folders? Um, how can I retrieve things? And then what's my process for either deleting, which is my favorite trash, delete, all that is my favorite or sending it on to the next place where it needs to go. So like I said, I mean, we could, I can talk about this for hours and, and do very often, but, but the number one tip would be to look at the flow. So if you're stuck and you're feeling overwhelmed, look at, okay, well, what comes in? When do I look at my calendar? When do I, do certain things, look at the information flow and see where the, the blockages are, like what's holding you up. And it's a simple change. The one I just had now, which is last time you were on, you shared the tip about the file folders and that every one is a day 
Uh-huh. This with file. Yeah. This, yes. Um, yeah. So there's one for every day and then one for every month. Every month. And the mm-hmm. tip with that was like, when you have something, you're like, I don't need this till December, but where do I put it? It's like, this solves that problem. So we made that, but we haven't used it. And I realized it's because it's in the office, which is not really our office. It's the room where my daughter currently does school. And that's all it's used for. It holds a printer because our workspace is the studio, which is also where we do, you know, desk work and Jeremy works from home. And so it just, as you were talking, I looked over and I thought, oh, I need to bring that file thing in here because Mm -hmm. the flow, when we have stuff, I, of course, we're not using it because it's not even part of the system. Yeah. So that's why that was my tip for that. So really just do a little audit on your own of what is the flow that the information flow, both physical paper and digital. So that would be my number one tip for workspace. Like I said, I could go on for days about offices, but, and then for the internal, I would say I I help people develop a toolkit, whether that's Mm. journaling, meditation, um, you know, some type of movement, Uh, you know, I don't know, vision boards, like we hit on everything when we talk about the internal side. But I would say without diving into those specifically, my number one general tip would be to make, make the decision. Mm -hmm. And that's what's funny, because when I did my TED talk, I part of it, I stood up there. And I said, change is the result of action. And action is a result of decision. I've actually learned a little bit more about like thoughts and beliefs since then. So I would probably say it a little differently, but even that still stands. Yeah. That change is a result of action. Action is a result of a decision. And probably, I don't know, a year and a half after my TED talk, I was asked to do another talk and I was preparing and pulling on those old notes. And I had a huge aha moment that, I felt like a fraud (laughs) because I had stood up there and said that. And now I don't know how many people as of right now, like 820,000 people have watched and I had personal decisions that I was not making. Like, well, I knew that I had to make them and I wasn't making them. And I thought I stood up there and I told these people and I told them that this is how you get rid of your mental and emotional clutter. But you found out you're human, Carrie, you're human. (laughs) I am human. But, um, but I also understand that it could take people years. Like it took me to make decisions that they have to make. Um, because, you know, there's, it's never cut and dry. There's always a million other factors. Um, I am divorced now. This is the first time I've officially, I, that's the first time I've said that publicly. So you're, <laughs> you should you be honored. Your, you heard it here. <laughs> you, you should be honored. So no, I, thank you. I, and thank you for sharing that. And, you know, I know I, that's um, a big, that's, that's a yeah, big thing. And, and the fact that it's still hard to say, yeah. it, you know, it proves how big of a thing it is. Yeah. But I, I think that's the biggest thing is people put off decisions, mm. even when they know that they need to make them. And I'm not even talking big things like that. Yeah. I'm talking, you know, like, you know, should I go back to school? Should I quit my job? Should I, you know, whatever it is, sometimes yeah. we avoid doing the long, hard look to make the decision. 
but that just, that leads to more and more and more clutter. I, it's kind of funny because there's someone that I'm friends with now and she's actually one of my mentors now. And probably about two years ago, um, because, well, let me back up. So what happens when you don't make your decisions or you don't process them or deal with them properly is then you get, you get as overwhelmed well, you get more overwhelmed than the physical clutter can, can make mm-hmm. you feel. And you get more stuck. Um, you get completely paralyzed. Yeah. And you could have the greatest ideas in the world and be the greatest person in the world, and you're just stuck. And what happened, <laughs> really funny story, about two years ago, this person who I love dearly now, she had a post on social media. And it said something to the effect of, and she was speaking to business owners and she said something to the effect of if you're not achieving the goals that you want to achieve and you're, you know, not where you want to be, the problem is your, oh gosh, I should have looked it up. But basically the problem is that you're procrastinating and you, you don't have a clear plan and you don't. And I was completely triggered. I hate that word, but it applies. It's true. I was like, you know, nothing. I know my goals. I know where I, and I, I was just so, I was so in it. Like, I don't, you know, I was just, I was stuck. I was paralyzed. I was overwhelmed. I was, I had not done anything to clear my mental and emotional clutter. And I was completely triggered by that. I was like, you don't know me. (laughs) You've obviously never gone through anything hard. And um, it's kind of funny now being on the other side. And like I said, we're friends and uh, we can joke about it now because now that I have done the work, Mm-hmm. Um, and made hard decisions and, you know, yeah. shed a billion tears. It, yeah. it does flow easier and I can get things accomplished again and I can meet my goals. And, but so I think why I love what I do is because I see the connection. I see that people being stuck with their physical stuff mm. is, so often related to their internal stuff. Like I had internal stuff that was keeping me from being organized and productive in my business. Yeah. And, and that's, I don't know. That's why I do what I do. Cause I like, yeah. I, I've been there and I understand it. And, but I also know you don't have to stay there and you don't have to stay there long. And so what I've dedicated the last few years to is learning everything I can learn, not just for myself, but for my clients of how to get them unstuck. Well, I appreciate you sharing all that. And my biggest takeaway from everything you just said is you said you felt like, you know, an imposter when you had your own realization. But to me, I feel like that is when everything that you believed became true, like became so whole, you know what I mean? Because you experienced it. And I mean, I'm just like, that is me because 2020 has been a year and, you know, it continues to be, and it's just a lot. And it's one of those, I've said, when I started the podcast, it was all in theory. (laughs) Yeah. And it was a lot more fun when it was in theory, (laughs) you know, I just thought, yeah. And then real life stuff happens and, you know, it's really hard. Like you said, there's a billion tears involved. It's really hard. But I think when you get to the other side of doing the work and that can be insert, whatever the thing is, 
um, it, like you said, it's that flow, like, oh, you know, I thought I was flowing. I thought I was, but like, there's these big things that, oh, it's just so hard. And so you being someone who's walked the walk and talked the talk, I mean, that to me is the biggest thing because everyone knows, you know, you can Google Pinterest, like organizing hacks. I mean, but to me, it's like, if we're not going to talk about this, the internal and the emotional stuff, what's the point? Like, what's the point of our life? You know, it's like, yeah, these are great tools because they help us live a more fulfilled life. And that's why I do love the simple tips and the things like that. But it really comes down to like that holistic, you talked about that too, like having a holistic approach right. working with people. So we right. shared once again, some great nuggets. I love the three areas, communicating, looking at the flow and making the decision. Those are like, I love those easy tidbits. Like, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed in my life and that's what I need to walk away and do today. So. Well, good. I'm glad. So any parting words, Carrie, that you want to spread? I know that um, one of the biggest tips I see you give a lot is if it's not scheduled, it doesn't get done. Yeah, the women, the women in my last group program said they're going to put that on my tombstone. <laughs> and I say it from the opposite way because I'm a true believer in oh, good. phrasing things positively. That's okay. Yes. And so I say what gets scheduled gets done. What gets, and see, look, that's a great little yeah. tip too of the positive first. Yeah, yeah. Like anytime you have an affirmation or anything that you say to yourself, um, phrase it positively like you will because you know, I don't know, maybe this is woo woo or whatever, but the universe, you know, whatever is out there that you believe in, like they don't attach to no or don't, or mm -hmm. so you have to phrase it positively or you might end up getting what you don't want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and our just, well, forget about the universe, our yeah. subconscious mind, which is 95% of, of our being um, also only attaches to the words. So that's so funny. Yeah, and you need to phrase it positively. Yes. Yes. So what gets scheduled gets done. <laughs> that is one of my favorite sayings. Um, I also, going back to the very first presentation I ever did on organization, gosh, a decade ago, I still have the slide and I still say it, and that is do what works for you. Mm. Just do what works for you. Love I mean, there are, there are definite truths in organization as, you know, such as everything should have a home and your inventory must conform to your space and, you know, things like that. But even given all that, do what works for you. Yeah. There's no, that grace. there's no scorecard. No one's coming to your front door and giving you a grade. <laughs> nope. No one's taking pictures you, or posting it. Yeah. Yeah. Can you accomplish your work? Can you enjoy your life? Are you living out your purpose? Are you, you know, are you happy? Then you're organized enough. That's awesome. Thank you, Carrie. I always love getting to connect with you and I love your holistic approach to life. And I just appreciate not only your knowledge, but your heart today that you shared too. And I just really appreciate that. I love talking with you. So Me this was too. great. I was so excited all morning. Oh, yay. Me too. I told Jeremy, I was like, Carrie Thomas is coming today. So he, and he follows you, I think, because he was like, oh, I saw the TED talk yeah. email. So that's super exciting. So if people want to get in touch with you and follow along and hear more of your great wisdom, how can they get in touch with you? 
So if you go to my website, ctcorganizing.com, there um, you know, are links there. They actually do free calls with people. That's right up in the upper right-hand corner. You can sign up for a download I have as far as getting unstuck. There's a quiz they can take. They can, you know, there's all the links for social media. My favorite place, oh, and my TED Talk is on the front page of my website too, but my favorite place to connect with people, as you know, is in my Facebook group. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely more transparent there. I, those, those people, there's, you know, those 500 something people have been like my testing ground for being my authentic self. Those were the first people to know that I was getting divorced. So that is called less clutter, more peace. And that is where I go live and share the most tips. It's definitely the best way to connect with me by far. Awesome. Yeah. I love being in there. I love being in there. (laughs) Well, thank you, Carrie. I appreciate you so much. Yes. Thank you. This was great. And that's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. For all things flushing, visit our website at flushingitout.com. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.